We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yeah, Michael's back. Oh, 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 you know what time it is, right? It's that last hour on Sunday nights where I get a chance to spend it with my son. And I'm excited because he was just here in town. He just left today to much tears and fanfare. It was so hard to see him walk into that door. So very hard and uh, at the airport, but... He had to get back, and I am so grateful that you were able to be here for 10 days, Michael. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Yes, It was an amazing trip. It was amazingly emotional. Obviously, I was there for a funeral, the death of my grandfather, but then it turned into kind of this family reunion where I had these 10 days to be around everyone and see relatives I hadn't seen in a long time, and just, you know, without that rush of Christmas time, just kind of spend time with you and others and go to lunch and... Obviously, I had to work remotely, so you know, thank goodness I was able to, to do that. Uh, so, you know, most of my days, Monday through Friday, well, I was working. But like when we spoke last time, you know, I, got, I, I discovered new restaurants and new places, and it was great. And I think I said this before, but Minneapolis is just a beautiful city. I'm so proud to be from the, from the Twin Cities. And uh, given all that happened in, in 2020, for that city to still have that um, feeling and resilience to it, um, is, is amazing, you know, because it's almost like you can feel the, the growth from all that happened. Uh, and I, I'm proud that, you know, uh, the, the, the shift of the world began there. Uh, so it was just, it was a wonderful time. Hold on. I am proud to be from the Twin <laughs> Cities. Okay. Now I, I have it. that as down. As said it. As soon as are you kidding me? I haven't heard you say that in way too long, and finally it hit you, did it? Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> you sound <laughs> doubtful, dear. No, no, I, I, I think there were layers of things happening in this trip that were a bit more existential. Um, uh, you know, it's my first time going back since the pandemic started, and a host of other things. Um, and th- I mean, this is the first time where I went to the airport, and you know, really. Had to think like, 
do I want to live here? And the end result of that question oh. is not yet. But oh, it, come it, on. That's how much I enjoyed it. It's so green and peaceful and relaxing. But again, it's more that it represented all the things, uh, or rather many of the things I don't have in my current line of work and in the speed of Los Angeles. So I think it was, it was that it was such a, a, a direct, um, you know, uh, counterpoint, if you will, to the you know, list of things in life that one would look for, um, or want rather. So it was just the opposite. It, you know, I can't call it a vacation because it most definitely was not a vacation, but uh, it just, that green and having your family around and, you know, holding my nephew for the first time. It was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. It was a vacation for me, man. I was so excited. <laughs> it really felt like I was on vacation, Michael. And you know, I had a lot of stuff to do, but we made yeah. time for each other. And you got to see your sister and you got to see the granddaughters and the grandson. And I mean, wow. Wow, there were very few things you didn't get to accomplish that you wanted to accomplish, and then there were more things you got to accomplish you didn't even expect. So I'm just really thrilled that you came home. It, I, I cannot tell you what joy I have from that, knowing that you were here. And, of course, immediately I started thinking I should book a flight to L.A. to see Michael. <laughs> yeah, and I'm definitely. thinking to myself, if I landed, what would you say if I called and say, hey, son, guess what? I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> I'd say fantastic, but fair warning, I work even more here than I was working there. So I'd have wow, to uh, Wow, you, know, cut you back. worked a lot of hours. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes you work 10 to 12 hours. Sometimes it's 15. Jeez. Yeah, I don't mess. I don't get that. I don't I don't get it, but I'm really grateful you were here for 10 10 days. Uh, it's sad that you had to come home because of a death, but I am really grateful that you had a chance to extend um, your stay and really get to see everybody. Um, you know, you got a chance to see Uncle JD and Auntie Vita. And did you see Uncle Fred? Yeah, you saw Uncle Fred. Yeah, yeah. I and saw Luana him at the, and at the event. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, so and, that was really special. And and again, like that's kind of what what I was referring to is there were all these, um, you know, life events, and some of them were very very sad. Uh, but it also allowed me to see a lot of people and you know, have a lot of big hugs. You know, um, on on a lighter note. As I mentioned last time, uh, I went to Pride, and I, I never even made it to the Loring Park Festival. That was the plan. Oh, that's where Jasmine was performing. Your, your I cousin. Know. I was going to go see her perform. And Asia. And, and, yep, your cousin. Was performing. I was performing. And I, I had all this. I had this plan, but it was also my friend Eric Spanier's birthday. So we were out, and I was like, oh, if it's his birthday, let's, you know, go here, and then let's go do this. Then it was brunch, and then we started meeting people. And I didn't realize, you know, Pride in Minneapolis isn't just a festival in Loring Park. It is nearly everything in Minneapolis, from the North Loop to downtown and elsewhere, is participating in Pride in some way. There were people in rainbows all over town, every rooftop bar, restaurant. I was like, where are they going? What are you doing? What are you doing? There, there were pool parties. There were events. I mean, it, just, I, I, it was the whole city. So we were having so much fun meeting all kinds of new people and having great conversations at other places. I never even made it to Loring Park for the actual festival because it was a blast. So, uh, of course, this just means I'll have to come back uh, to do the full Pride Festival. But I, I just had a blast. Everyone's so nice, of course, in Minnesota. I mean, duh. But... It's been a while. 
Um, and it was warm. Everyone else was sweating, and they couldn't believe how hot it was. I was just loving it. I was like, yes, 88 degrees. Let's do it. But why were you so cold when you were here? I mean, you were freezing. Because that was the funny part. You know, Minnesotans are used to things being colder. So when it's Oh, don't go there. Don't go there. But but here, here, the AC indoor is everywhere is intense. It's really, really intense. Like you go from 80 outside, you walk inside, and it's like 65 in there. And everyone else is in shorts thinking that's great. I'm just shivering. Uh, Whereas here in L.A., the indoor temperature is often only only slightly cooler than the outdoor temperature because – we don't want it that cold. Moreover, most of our we have so many outdoor restaurants, outdoor malls. So much of what we do is outdoors. So right. they're just not keeping things icy inside because we don't need that. So I was cold indoors often, but for Pride, it was intensely warm. I wore shorts, and man, I had a really good time. And we really have to mention how many of your cousins you got a chance to see on your mm-hmm. father's side, you know, at the funeral, and how it was beautiful to just you know, go to the repast afterwards and just be with them and catch up and love on one another, you know, because many of you guys live out of state. And so, wow, it's, yeah, so it's really remarkable that you had this opportunity. And I'm really grateful. But now I have to ask you about landing in Los Angeles. Did you have to put a mask on? Oh, (laughs) yeah. So the irony of going from you know, Minnesota and the space and the greenery and the lakes to uh, L.A., L.A. County, uh, to be exact, where masks are now required again indoors. I believe this is as of Saturday night here, um, even if you have the vaccine, because our cases are shooting up, but it's all unvaccinated people. And it's just it's it's crazy. It's like, why won't people just get the vaccine? And the numbers are like, yep, people have the vaccine almost nothing and then people who are getting really who, who are getting it and getting sick they all don't have the vaccine so yeah i'm gonna go into the office tomorrow uh and wear a mask the whole time which i mean people have been doing this whole time so i i'll get over it but it's weird to uh be returning into a more lockdown uh or more restrictive rather uh, county so than we had there in the twenties. so it's not a mandate for you to wear a mask is that what you're saying oh no it is it's, it is this is a new whether you're at work or law. in the mall, yes. you have to wear a mask. Yes, in all indoor spaces in Los Angeles. Even if you go to a stadium, enclosed stadium, mask. Um, the, the the edict I I read, I believe I shouldn't say edict. It was a news headline. Um, but it's it was indoors, so I I don't think it will apply to like an outdoor stadium. I'm not sure actually what the rules are. Nor am I sure who and how they're going to enforce this because, you know, Lord knows people are tired of wearing masks indoors. And we had just come out of lockdown after, you know, a year and a half of having rules. We had just finally, June 15th, opened up, took masks off indoors. And even after June 15th, OSHA for workplaces didn't change their rules here uh, until I think a week afterwards. So... It's, literally, it's been only been a few weeks that we've been allowed to be indoors without a mask on. And boom, here we are back in masks. I remember when you and I first talked about taking those masks off and how great it feel, felt to sit outside on a patio at a restaurant and just yeah. talk to one another, you know. And it's yeah. the same thing here. I mean, young people, old people, doesn't matter. We are excited to be without masks. And, of course, um, we're fortunate here in Minnesota to still have our numbers low. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But boy, with the increase, and California is so gigantic. I mean, I don't know how you would be able to protect everyone, whether they're wearing masks or not, to be honest with you, because it all depends on some of, some people can't, they're allergic to the mask. They can't take it. I mean, they can't put it on, you know, yeah. they, they have um, serious problems with that. So we know that not everyone is going to wear one in California, but boy, it's going to be hard, Michael. And I'm just wondering if you're going to stick to the rules. Yeah, you don't really have a choice. I mean, as you know, L.A. has been one of the most restricted places uh, in the country because we're trying to beat it. And eventually we're able to really get our numbers way down. Um, but, no, they're going to make you put it on. And and it's not like if you're, you know, in Texas where you might be in a space where people don't really care one way or the other. Or if you don't put it on, you might get backup from the person over there saying, oh, it's fine. No, here, if if it's a rule and you don't put the mask on, people are in your area will get mad at you. Like <laughs> there's enough group peer pressure here about masks that it's, it's going to happen. And we have people here who have been fighting it the whole time and they just can't go to places. They can't go to Disneyland. They can't go. They can't, they won't be let into a lot of places because uh, that's how, how um, seriously the rules are followed. But again, let's see what happens this round uh, just weeks after we got our face freedom back. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, I am, I'm also curious about relationships during this pandemic, especially now that you have to wear masks again, because some people were, you know, it felt like they were sequestered, you know, in their mm-hmm. homes. They just didn't want to leave because they were terrified. Um, and just trying to keep your relationships together. You've done really well. You enjoy both have done well with your circle of friends and been able to keep each other in touch and, you know, talk to one another, go see each other, go hang out at Disneyland, that sort of thing. But there are other people that we lose connections with because of the pandemic, right? Maybe we didn't, we didn't call as much. And when you came here, you had a chance to see your friends and those that you've known for a long, long time. What did it feel like for you knowing that some of them you hadn't talked to in a while? I mean, for me, that isn't abnormal for being in the Twin Cities. When I'm there, I see a lot of old friends. Um, and, you know, old friends that I've uh, kept, like you said, in my circle. So that wasn't unusual to me. And, and so seeing their faces there didn't seem unusual because I never saw them with a the mask on. Um, so that all, that's actually a good question. That all was entirely normal because I never interacted with them outside of the a maskless world. Um, so that was the key. I, the key was that you never saw them unmasked or with mask on. Right. You know, and normally, you know, if I'm talking to them, like if I'm t- talking to Eric, it's on the phone. We're not FaceTiming. You know, so I just don't that everything felt like it would normally when I'm there for Christmas because, oh, yeah, there's your face. Whereas here, you know, when, when mask came off, I had coworkers, people on my team. I walked into an office to like say, uh, ask a question or tell them to do something, and they, they, they stopped and went, I'm seeing your face for the first time. <laughs> right. I've been a lot of that. Where literally you walk into the room, and we have like this socially awkward pause, because there are people that I, because again, I, I started a new job during the pandemic. There are people that I, I saw their face for the first time uh, after June 15th. The whole time we worked together, I'd never seen their face in person. Well, I have to say, Michael, um, with seeing all the people that you saw while you were here, family and friends, 
I'm also amazed at the people that you continue to meet. You meet a lot of new, you encounter new people. And some yeah. of those relationships turn into friendships or acquaintances or associates. And I'm amazed at that. I really am. Um, you and I had a chance to go, I think it's called the Apothecary. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I, I think it's um, called Apothecary at the Lowe's Hotel. At Lowe's Hotel. And, you know, you walk in and you see these long tables with like 12 seats at them. You go, this is a bar? What is this? And then there's this, you know, the bar itself, there's only like seven seats, maybe six sitting mm -hmm. there at the bar. And then they have all of these really strange setups of tall tables, short tables, you know, kind of throughout this long bar. But we find a way. Every time you're in town, there are people that are drawn to you or someone would just come over and sit next to you and start a conversation. And this time we, we met different people. That was the night when Phoenix was playing Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I think it was the fourth game. I think it was the fourth game in the series. I can't remember. But one guy walked in and he said, okay, who's for Phoenix and who's for Milwaukee? And everyone <laughs> there that heard that question raised their hand and said, Philly. I mean, a Phoenix. And right. I was the only one that said, nah, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> and and they were just stomping them. Phoenix was stomping Milwaukee. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the last 20 seconds or the last minute, something like that. And Milwaukee just started, you know, hitting those three-pointers. And before you knew it, they won. And one one woman turned to me and looked at me and said, "Well, you were the only one that got that right." Oh, and <laughs> Considering I'm thing. terrible at sports, I was pretty proud, you know. We we went to some great restaurants. I, mean, I definitely we did. went to some places I've been before, but we discovered new restaurants that you hadn't been to, Auntie hadn't been to. We just found online and went there, and they were wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, and I what were some of your favorites? Oh man, and I. Nightingale, which is the one I'm thinking of in, the, in particular oh, this story, that was loved really it. great. Loved First it. time there. Fun vibe, open late, great food, great drinks. Uh, I already mentioned, you know, the Red Cow, which everyone else knows about, but it was totally new to me and super delicious. I went there twice. Uh, <laughs> I went to the Hewing twice. The, the, the duck fat fries at the Hewing are still just out of this world. They're really, really, really good, and you just order them with everything. You know, the hewing to me is just for men. I honestly, it feels like that. Everything decorated in the hewing that I've seen looks like it's a place for men, like a men's club. Uh, no, it's it's like a. I haven't uh, seen the upstairs um, outdoor patio, but come on, it, it's like it's like a uh, like like a steampunk hybrid. Which there were a lot of places here in LA that uh, went with that design element. Uh, starting probably you know eight plus years ago, so I'm I'm very used to seeing that that kind of design in certain places because it, it got really big here in Los Angeles. Um, and what was the other place? Uh, Nolos. I did brunch there uh, Pride Weekend. That French toast was delicious. Everything was just great. Everything was it was Nolos great. or Nolas? No. Was it Nola? Is it Nola? No, I think it's. No, because Nolo is North Loop. It's N-O-L-O. -L. It's North Loop. And they have the restaurant on the main floor, and then they have the rooftop area where you can go up oh, there and wow. get Oh, wow. I didn't know out. they had a rooftop. Wow. Was, That's a real big deal here is rooftops. But it, it, L.A. has way more rooftops than we do, for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. But I, as I think I mentioned before, I'd never been to a rooftop bar in 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 the Twin Cities. This is the first time ever because I was there in the summer and I had time to actually go do things. So, and it's beautiful. And just, you know, the views and the trees. And I sound like a tourist. I, I'm realizing as I'm hearing myself <laughs> say all this. No, <laughs> you, you sound like a, a young man that was born here in Minnesota and he returned. And, oh, my gosh, his eyes are open. Yes, yes. And, but also warmth. Not showing up when it's 20 below helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. I have to say it, Michael. I'll never forget the time you and Joy came. And you took the Skyway. You, you know, you came and, and you were live in studio at CCO to do the show. And when it was over at 11 o'clock, you could not get through the <laughs> the Skyway because they were all closed, locked closed. up. And you and Joy had to run a block and a half, well, a block, really, um, to where you were staying. And you guys were freezing. <laughs> you, just, oh, you said your lungs felt like they were going to collapse. Because it was, it was like, below. wasn't it like 30 below? Yeah. Yes, it was like the first big polar vortex. It was the coldest winter in 30 years. Yeah, no, it, I didn't feel like my lungs were freezing. My lungs were freezing. My nostrils froze. Our eyes started to dry. It, it was, it, I've never felt cold like that in my life. But, it, you know, it was a good, it was a good welcome back. <laughs> like, <don't forget. laughs> and when I was at one of the bars for Pride Weekend, there was a, a I, 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 I met I, I met a woman there who had just moved to Minneapolis from Miami, and and we were like, oh, so how do you feel about the cold? She's like, oh yeah, it gets cold here, right? And we were all like, I'm sorry, what? She hadn't purchased shoes. She doesn't own a coat. Oh, She's never oh. scraped ice up a windshield in her life. And oh. I was looking at her friends. I'm like, help her, set her up. And they were like, we just met her today. <laughs> I felt so bad. And she moved there during the summer and just was, you know, out on the rooftop and, and just hanging out in the heat. And I was like, this is, you, you don't even realize how much everyone here is appreciating this. This is a short-lived <laughs> event. And I said by, I told her, I said, by September, you will need a whole new wardrobe and a coat. She's like, September. I like, cannot yep. believe you told her that. I can't believe. Okay, we have to take a break. And I'm, I'm going to argue with you on this because okay. I don't know why you told her that. That child could, like, pack up everything and leave. I considered it when I first got here. I considered it when there was still snow on the ground. I mean, plenty of snow on the ground in certain areas in May. I just thought, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. That was 1978. And then look what happened. (laughs) That's a whole nother story. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh, Michael. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, Devin, you're just making my heart smile, man. I love this tune. Keep it going. Woo! If you don't know, this is Tina Turner, y'all. Mm, mm, mm. I can't stand the rain. <laughs> Sing, Tina. I wonder how she's doing, man. She's been really sick. I pray for her. I can't stand the rain. Stand the rain against my, against my window. window. Brings back sweet memories. I can't stand the rain. Yeah. Michael, Same did your woman. did your mom do this just twenty four seven? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally, literally. When you grow up in a family of singers, a good song comes on. People sing with it. First yeah. of all, there's always good music on. That's something that I absolutely cherish about my childhood. It's either there's good music playing. Or, or, there's, or there's good music being played or being um, um, sung by the family. But more importantly, you know, when you're with your friends and like, oh, yeah, that one song from back in the day, or oh, I, I love that song. And you try to describe the song and you hum it a little bit or you play it on your phone. And my family, when we think of a song, people just start singing it like, oh, yeah, that one song. And they start and then people join in and then there's like four harmonies going on. And it's not just the steals, it's the cousins. It's just that's the norm. If you think of a song, everyone's going to join in to do like a chorus because why not? But your sister is the one that has surprised us, Michael. Remember we were talking yeah. about the song called Memories? Mm-hmm. It was a part of a Alzheimer's CD that uh, was done, and your Uncle J.D. wrote the song. And the Steels performed it live one time. Like the Kilders, man. It was so high. I was like, Memories and Love. It was just like, wow. <laughs> love, the, yeah. love the song, love the lyrics. But it's so weird. Sometimes, you know, you look back on what you used to sing or what your range was, and you kind of go, oh. I need to get back to that, or can I get back to that, or just let it go, you know? <laughs> so. So, so we talked about that, but actually that, that song was on um, the, the, the Seals Gospel album that you put out, what was that, in the early 2000s, uh, We Worship You? It's actually on oh, that album. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, was, I yeah. was able to buy it on iTunes, even though it was released previously elsewhere. And yeah, oh. you were hitting some just insanely high notes on that song on the recording so 
I, I can see how you are not trying to sing that song in public. It often. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. You know, I lost. When you sing that high, same thing with uh, Big God. Remember the song? Yeah. I think you might have that, Devin, in the, in the list. Uh, but it's called Big God, and it was written by Terry Esau from Minnesota. How you doing, Terry? He's a remarkable writer, and he's just he's great at what he does. I just loved working with him back in the 80s and 90s. But you listen to some of those songs, and, you know, you listen to Mariah Carey's tunes when she was Ooh, yeah. way up. I call her Mahaya. I call her Mahaya. That's it. But that's the beginning of Big God, right? This here, is the beginning of it. This is the beginning yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. So, so I just want you to know, get ready, man. It starts out really kind of dark and low. Whoa, right, Devin? Come on. It's like, is Moses going to show up, right? <laughs> Surround his shoulders. Here comes. Wait, wait, wait. And it gets bigger. It gets bigger than this. It gets so high. Honestly, I don't know what would drop off of me today if I sang it. You know, I'm thinking. Maybe this is the way I can lose all the weight I want to lose. See, listen to that. Oh, my God. And then we come back in with this, Devin. It was a phenomenal song. But listen to this. I can't believe it. Okay, that's enough right there. Now, okay, I got let a me real... tell you something. Okay, go ahead. Let me tell you something. I'm the soprano of the group, right? And I lost something that day. I'm telling you. That day in that recording studio, I lost something. I've never been able to define it, but now that I hear it again. Goodness. Okay. I got, I got a real question for you because this is something I suffer from. I call it meatloaf's disease because the same thing <laughs> supposedly happened to meatloaf. Where like and I I don't know if it's all psychological <laughs> or if it's a real thing, but I can sing like three songs or like you know if I'm making a song, I can really sing it like three or four times and then I start yeah. losing my voice, and I, that never used to happen to me, and it's happened to me like over the past year maybe year yeah. or two, and I don't know if it's just psychological because I know. The meatloaf, or meatloaf, the singer, really went through this too, where he had to go to a psychiatrist, and he went. But he went through a couple of years where it was in his head he would lose his voice and he just couldn't sing, and it was really messing up his career. And uh, he eventually got it figured out. But I don't know if that's what's wrong with me or if I, if I just lost it. I think I just do. You lost enjoy? It. Um, do you enjoy wine? Um, I can. I, I <laughs> <laughs> every now and then. I, yeah. Yeah. And what do you prefer, red or white? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, re- uh, white. Yeah, that's the problem. White wine um, does something to your voice. It just kind of allows it to close up when you're not ready for it to. And I didn't know that until I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Um, I was with More by Four many, many years ago when the Dakota was in St. Paul. And for some reason, we would do the whole weekend, well, Fridays and Saturdays, we'd do shows. And 
you know, it was packed out, and I so enjoyed being with that group. And I'll never forget, um, all of a sudden, I started losing my voice every night after the first night. So Friday night, we did a great job, and then I had nothing for Saturday, nothing. And I kept going, what is wrong with me? Well, the owner of the Dakota was so gracious, he would always open up a bottle of champagne for us to have at the end of the concert on the second night. And I would sip a little bit. I wasn't a white wine girl. I was more of a red wine. And I went to the doctor and said, I keep losing my voice. I keep drinking water and it's not doing anything. And he started asking me about wine. And that's where I learned not to drink white wine. It can really um, um, stifle your ability to keep singing consistently. So I don't drink white wine diet. today unless unless it's in a mimosa. And then that's no. a whole other story. No, I, 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 I'm not... <laughs> Here's the thing. I, that, that could be it, but I, I'm, I have the answer for you. The reason why you're losing your voice is because of Ursula. You clearly cut a deal with her yeah. to gain some fame or something. <laughs> you know, you, you, Are you, you kidding me? Ursula. I yeah. want your voice. She's known for that, you know? She just takes your mm-hmm. voice. I love the way she got off the stool in that movie, Little Mermaid. Remember how she would <laughs> slide off her perch? Yeah. yeah. It was so bizarre. It was so bizarre. But I found myself sliding off the seat one time, and I reminded myself of her. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely one of my favorite Disney villains ever. Aren't they all? What's your least favorite? Least favorite? Probably. What is your least favorite? Oh, come on. Well, no, because there's Disney movies I haven't seen, and so for those, you know, I wouldn't know or care about it, but... She's definitely one of my favorites. What about the genie guy? Uh, what was it called? Jafar from Aladdin. No, Aladdin. Yeah. Well, but are we thinking Disney villains here or other characters? I'm, I'm thinking Disney villains. Yeah, villains. Yeah. So the genie wasn't a villain. Oh right. Wasn't it Will Smith that played that in like a? In the live action version. The live action version? We thought it was going to be terrible, and it was actually really good and well done, and Will did not ruin the film. Because, you know, he went through a few years where he did a lot of really bad movies, and he got it all together and came back. It was great. Yeah, but he, he can afford it. Oh, yeah. He doesn't need to have another hit for the rest of his life. He has so much money. But you still, you know, when, when, he's, when you're that beloved, and you see them in a movie, um, what was it called? It was called After Earth. Oh, yeah, After Earth. Oh, and right. it was a film that was son in that one? Son, Jayden yeah. Smith. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the two of them. And it was like, you know, I Am Legend was this incredible uh, movie, and he was so good in that. It's pretty much him the whole time by himself. And he basically did a movie just like that, but it's him and his son. And they shot it in, in 4K, uh, H- HDR, and uh, I think it was also HFR, high frame rate. And it looked terrible. And his son was terrible, and he was terrible. It was really, really strange. And I, I don't know how they got so much of that wrong, because I think they spent like $100 million making it. I mean, his company produced it. But it's like, no, come on. All right, you did that. That happened. But let's let's come on back and give us more uh, Will Smith. Give us more I Am Legend, please. Right, exactly. So, hey, Space Jam is now out, correct? The new one, yes. I have, the new I've one. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, you haven't seen it yet. So we don't know... You know what? Let me correct, because we spoke about um, F9, and I, I, I thought it was out because I'm hearing about it so much, but it actually hadn't, it wasn't out when we first mentioned it. It came out the weekend afterwards. So I'm hearing a lot about Space Jam, uh, the new one, 
now, but I actually have not confirmed if it's actually come out in theaters. I'll have to do that. And also, I think it has. I mean, it's two hours long. We'll find out. We'll look it up. But when we come back, Mike, I want to talk about Zendaya because you had a real thing that you wanted to talk to Saren about, I think, your, your niece. Um, but we were talking about how Zendaya started with Disney at such a young age and was molded. I want to talk a little bit about that. We'll be back in a moment. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. We are finally wrapping up tonight, and I tell you, I've had a great time with Devin Marshall, as well as my son, Michael Battle, and all the guests that I had on tonight. So sorry for those that we didn't get a chance to reach out or at least uh, connect with. We had a couple of guests that weren't able to come on, but we sure had a great time tonight, and I hope you had a good time as well. So I am Geraldine Steele, your host for tonight, and of course, my son, Michael Battle, has been with me on this hour at 10 o'clock for many years now. Michael, for how long do you think? I think it's 13 years. My goodness, it just flies, doesn't it? (laughs) It just flies. So you and I were talking when you were here, and we were talking about Zendaya, who has just blossomed into this amazing actress, singer, dancer, and so much more. And she was the one that Disney picked at what age? How young was she? If I recall the story correctly, I think they first, uh, the, the, the head of casting, head of talent at Disney first found her when she was like, seven or eight years old, something maybe even younger than that, like you know, six or seven, and basically, you know, saw that she was a star and said, okay, you, we're going to, we're going to start to groom you now to be our next Disney star, which Disney has done for years. I mean, they've always uh, found young talent and groomed them on their TV shows and rolled them in, 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 into their Disney TV movies is what they used to do back in the nineties and two thousands. And then from Disney TV movies to Disney movies and theaters, et cetera, et cetera. And they basically, you could just, spent your whole career in Disney. And if you recall, back when I was an actor, you know, when I first moved to L.A., that everyone felt like it was a trap. They're like, oh, well, if you, you know, get into the Disney ecosystem of, for, as an actor, you can't get out. You're stuck there. You get, you know, labeled as like a Disney actor. And it's, you know, it's good money, but you, you aren't able to really pivot out of there into more, uh, more you know, dramatic fare. And now that's most definitely not the case. Now everyone's clamoring to get into the Disney ecosystem because uh, of, of how big it is and, and how much their, their film studio has taken over and become the biggest studio on the planet. So everyone just wishes they could be on, whether that's a Disney you know, TV show, uh, TV movie, something to help get into the Marvel Star Wars universe. And that's, as a writer, director, actor, producer, people want to take that path to be able to work on those big titles. It's remarkable um, when you can take someone that's so young and then I can't imagine. I, I, how old is she right now? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I really don't but know. I think if, if I looked it up, I'd probably see how much younger than me she is and then I'd just want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, a young you know, performer. I'm like you. Like, nope, you are still in your early 20s. Uh, I'm much, much older than you. Um, but yeah, no, and, and of course now she's, you know, Mary Jane and Spider-Man. So she took the path from the Disney sitcoms 
as a kid all the way up to doing major Marvel films. Yeah, she was. she's 24 years old. You've got that right. See? Right there. <laughs> I, I, I met a woman at a bar, at the Healing, actually. We ended up hanging out with her all night long. She was so much fun. And she was 25 years old and was in town visiting from San Francisco. And we were talking about, you know, things from Minnesota, things that are famous in Minnesota. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Josh Harton is from here. She went, who? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, Jimmy Jim and Terry Lewis. And she just looked at me. I was like, I was like, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. She was like, I, I've heard of Janet Jackson before. And I was like, I can't. What, what's even happening right now? <laughs> what is happening? And I was like, oh, yeah, you're speaking to a 25-year-old. And your references just, you know, date how old you are, Michael. That's what's happening right now. That's why I don't understand how guys 65 years old can date women that are 25. I don't get it. I mean, well, what do you well, talk about? Different. Well, they're not talking. <laughs> that's the whole point. Okay, okay, okay. It's time to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Girl, and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy. Lonely like a highway. Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. We only have a few minutes to talk, but thank you so much for sticking and staying with us for four hours. It is such a joy for me and a joy for my son at the end of the night. So it's a great way to start um, the the show at 7 o'clock and be able to talk to you for a few minutes at the beginning and take some of your texts and calls. That was really great for this for tonight. And then, of course, having my son on for the last hour has been a blast, Michael. Now, we were just talking about... Um, how do you call her? Zendaya? Is that how you pronounce it? I think it? it's Zendaya. I always say Zendaya. But Zendaya? I, but I think it's Zendaya. I, I've been told I've mispronounced it, so I think it's Zendaya, which is much more pleasant sounding than Zendaya. <laughs> you know? So, right. I mean, <laughs> that probably is right. how it actually is pronounced. But, of course, I started looking at looking up all these other actors and seeing how old they are, and I have to tell you, um, Michael Bach and Jordan, you know, Michael... Michael oh, Jordan, the that? actor, um, makes my liver quiver. I just want oh, to Oh, no, no. And, Michael B. Jordan. Is oh, it yeah. But it's Bakken. Bakken. No, I'm sorry. Bakari. B-A-K-A-R-I. Bakari. Never sorry knew about that. that. Yeah, Michael never, Bakari I've Jordan. I've never even heard. Never knew that. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Yes. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when he was well, in you know, Black Panther. <laughs> it's just saying. But, and that's a great example. Uh, Someone who's gotten to, into yeah. the Disney you know, it was a ecosphere and it changed his whole career that like he has been on major TV shows and in movies for years, like years and years and years and years. He's been on TV and that one movie, Black Panther changed his entire life. Oh yeah. Just like Lawrence Fishburne, you know, the, the movie, um, with, with Neo in it, what was it called? The, the matrix, but I mean, the I, matrix, I, I, I mean, so. changed his life. It changed his life, but I, I think Boys in the Hood also was a defining moment in his, in his life. But he, yeah, but right. I bet, he's a good example yeah. of someone who's been in a bunch of movies, and then, you know, you do that one big one, and that's it. All right, Michael, it's time to say goodnight. I love you. I miss you. I Take care you of you, too. okay? Thank right, you, everyone, for sticking and staying with us. We love having you on, listening to us, giving us an audience, and we are so grateful. We look forward to it next Sunday. Stay, take care of yourselves. Stay safe.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.